0: Welcome to the Hidden Wise 30 Minute Power Segment. I am passionate about creating a lifestyle that minimizes suffering and regret. The purpose of life is not simply to survive, but to thrive, and I believe we do that by creating a life with greater freedom, fulfillment, and happiness. Each week I will be delivering a 30-minute conversation with a guest expert on a topic that they are knowledgeable and passionate about, with the purpose to inspire and educate us all. I don't have all the answers, I'm simply trying to figure life out, and through greater awareness and understanding I can put into practice what I learn to further my life's progression. I can't give you your life's map. I can't show you the way, but I can assist you in discovering your why. I can help you define your life's compass to guide you purposefully to act on and pursue your life's desires. And from there, watch happiness ensue. My guests are the experts. They are the people I learn from. They provide the inspiration, education, and methodology that we can all benefit from in better navigating the ultimate life. Without further ado, let the show begin. Welcome to The Hidden White Podcast. This is
1: episode 720. Today's featured guest is David Neagle, and the topic is mindset. David is the founder of the multi-million dollar global coaching company, Life Is Now, Inc., helping thousands of entrepreneurs, experts, and self-employed professionals gain the confidence and find the right mindset to increase their revenue, turning their endeavors into seven and eight figure ventures. He's also the author of the book, The Millions Within, a book focusing on intention, awareness, focus, and how to build your dream business and life. Guys, this is my final episode of the 30-minute segment. I hope you enjoy it. Here's David Neagle. Cheers. G'day David and welcome to the Hidden Wire Podcast. How are you today? I'm doing
2: fantastically. Thanks for having me on.
1: It is a pleasure, David. You're um, a man of a lot of experience, certainly um, in the fields of coaching. Uh, you've been doing it for 20 years or so. And really the topic today that we're going to delve into is mindset. So I just want to get started with this topic and why mindset is so important to you. What got you into this field of work and really helping others with their mindset?
2: Well you know, I was, I was actually kind of, um, astounded to find out that mindset is, is really everything. Um, I was stuck for a long time. Uh, I was kind of raised in a, a dysfunctional family, uh, in Chicago and quit high school when I was 17. Uh, thought I knew everything, got married, started having children and, uh, I was, I was driving a forklift uh, on a dock, hmm. and I realized pretty quickly that I could not live up to the responsibilities that I was creating in my life, and that left me in a, a, a position that was causing me to be depressed, um, very frustrated, uh, very internally angry. And one day I had an, an accident. I was water skiing on a river, and I got, I got separated from the boat, and I got sucked through a dam. Wow. It, yeah. It, it, was, it was pretty horrific when it happened. My whole family saw me go in. Nobody saw me come out the other side. And the, the uh, Army Corps of Engineers and the River Rescue were telling my family that I was dead. Uh, they just needed to find my body. And I had come out the other side uh, pretty beaten up. Uh, broke my back, uh, had had a lot of superficial injuries, um, and I got swept down this river un- until I basically hit an island, and I was able to grab a branch that was hanging off the the, the island, and I strapped my life vest to it because I had torn my hands up pretty bad. Um, and the f- the first thing I thought I thought was really interesting was that I hadn't done anything with my life. And then if I had if I was to die that day, I had left my wife and my kids with a, a real mess. <laughs> so I, I knew that it was an amazing it, experience. Yeah, it, it really was. I mean it was one of the, you know, what not at the time, but
1: No, no, uh, no, but like yeah, wow.
2: Oof. Yeah, looking back, it was a it was a life changing moment in that it really it really instilled with me a sense of urgency that I needed to do something now. Um, I didn't know what to do. I didn't know how I was going to do it, but I knew that I needed to do something now. So, you know, when you're, when you're in your early twenties, you really think you're invincible. You're going to live forever. Nothing can hurt you, that type of thing. And that kind of showed me that that wasn't true. Um, that we could really be going along at any moment in our life and it be the last day or the last moment. And we don't even know it. Um, I was very grateful that it wasn't my last day or my last moment, but it really changed. It started the way that, that I would to change my thinking. And I wouldn't have even called it that, you know, mindset or change my thinking at the time. I didn't really know what was happening in my life. I just know that it created a sense of urgency. And I started focusing on the fact that I needed to do something right away.
1: That's, um yeah, what an incredible story. And um, certainly, I love how it sort of created that sense of urgency, as you called it, and really woke you up um, to perhaps looking at what's more important in life and even, you know, creating your own legacy or whatever that might be. That sense of urgency, it's a really <coughs> interesting point. And not all of, all of us get sucked into a dam, uh, pushed out the other end with a broken back and, and have that experience. You know, a lot of us, um, like myself, we sort of just go through life and, and do whatever it is. But having that moment where you can wake up and and have that sense of urgency is truly something that you know you're obviously thankful for and how how, the question I want to ask is really how do we how do we help other people create that sense of urgency without throwing them you know into a dam or putting them uh, in a near-death experience or or any you know sort of tragedy in their life because we we often hear of tragic stories that wake people up and um, they get a greater sense of meaningful life but um, those that don't have those experiences how do we how do we you know, focus on, on getting that to come about?
2: Well, I, you know, it, interestingly enough, um, it wasn't that experience that gave me the big breakthrough. That was to come a few months later. When, while I was actually working, I, I had been reprimanded pretty severely for, the, I don't know, the, the second or third time that week, and it was only a Tuesday. And... I had kind of an emotional meltdown in the back of this trailer that I was loading because um, I was so frustrated that I didn't know what to do. I really started focusing on you know how do I change this, and the only logical solution seemed to be that you have to go back to school, you have to get an education. But I was working six and a half days a week and it still didn't have enough money to pay my bills, and I needed more time and money to do that. I mean, this is you know pre-internet, so there wasn't even like that was in, was an option back then. So a little voice in my head said, change your attitude. And through the process of looking at what my attitude was, because I really wasn't sure what it was, I made three changes. Mm-hmm. I, I decided to uh, act like I love what I did, uh, treat everybody around me with total respect and do every job to the best of my ability. Now, I, I decided that because I looked at the man that owned the company that I worked for, and I said, what's the difference between the way he thinks and the way that I think? Um, and that's what I came up with, that he had those three qualities that I didn't have. So I, I began to do that, and in 30 days, my income went from 20000 a year to 62000 a year, which was an enormous leap for me at that time of my life true tripling the income, anyone would love that. Tripled my income in 30 days, hmm. correct? So that's what really started to say, wait a minute, I'm onto something here. I, I don't, I'm not going to pretend like I know what it is because I don't, but I need to find out who does so I they could teach me what I just did because I didn't understand it. it I was shocked. I was literally shocked that that kind of a change could happen so fast. From just changing the way that I was thinking. I mean, I didn't even know the word mindset at the time. I didn't know that there was self-help or professional development. I didn't know anything like that. Hmm. And what I what I learned retrospectively was that I basically hit that that point in my life where uh, the desire superseded my fear of change. And that I think you know the question that you're asking you know, how do we help other people do the same thing is that they have to realize first and foremost that wherever it is that they want to go in life, they're not going to get it with the same mindset that's created the life that they're currently in. Something significant has to change if they're going to get there. Hmm. And the desire that we have to be, do, or have anything in our life I believe is that the higher side of ourselves, you know, really kind of speaking to our soul, saying, you know, you were put here for a purpose. There's a reason for you being here. But you have to stop following everything that you were taught about life that, that is causing you to be stuck or frustrated or in a broken relationship um, or, or financially uh, broke. And you need to follow something Something else that's trying to lead you out of this, because I think everybody has a desire to change. They're just afraid to do so, or they think that it's wrong.
1: Yeah, yeah. So, we've got those sort of preconditioned beliefs that yeah, perhaps hold us back.
2: Yeah, yeah. We absolutely. Well, we're a product of our environment. You mm-hmm. know, I think we're the only species that's born into the world supposedly not knowing what direction to take. Um, you don't. You don't see any other form of life spend twenty years getting an education to determine what it's going to be hmm. uh, Yet that's what human beings do but I, but I learned that we all have an inner sense of direction we were just never taught to follow it so we have to learn how to tap into that and then begin to follow where it is that it's leading us because it leads us right to the purpose of why we're here um, and stop being run by the environmental conditioning uh, that is that only teaches us how to survive and stay safe through life
1: great stuff uh, I want to go back to um, the first point you made there is choosing your attitude and certainly I, I have an experience where I can relate to that um, and I remember where my attitude was just poor and it actually ended up me um, being exited from this particular company um, not for my attitude but for, for other reasons and I, and I sort of looked back at it and blamed that it was my attitude because I was rocking up I, I wasn't acting like I loved what I was doing. I probably wasn't treating others with respect in the process and I certainly wasn't doing the best job I could. Um, and you know, looking back at that, that's what it really came down to for me. And when I changed my attitude and started focusing on the mindset, that's when I really started to know some significant changes happen as well. Not only in, in how I was um, succeeding in, in what I was pursuing at that time, but also in many other aspects of my life, health relationships and things like that as well. So um, a really good point. With that in mind, how, and I know you said, you know, desire. your desire superseded the fear of change and I, I sort of get that. Um, there's probably two questions here, but number one is how do we work to change our attitude because it's not like we can just flick a switch and make that happen. Perhaps you can. Um, so how do we change our attitude? What sort of actions can we do to do that? And the second question is, we all have desire, we all have dreams, but how can we get to a point where they do supersede the fear of actually taking action?
2: Well, there's, I think there's two ways. One is out of necessity, where you, you kind of hit the place that I was and that you were. Um, you, hit a, you hit a bottom of some sorts. And then, you, you, you know, it's kind of like your survival mechanism mixed with your desire wants to pull you out of that. Yeah. Or if you're coming at it from a conscious perspective, thinking, you know, I just want to make some changes in my life, but not really understanding the depth of where that's going to take you. I think that everybody kind of like in their secret thoughts, that's what I call it. It's the thoughts and the dreams that they don't tell anybody about. They begin to actually explore that. Uh, and realize that that they're thinking those things for a reason there is some internal need that's not being met in your life and to start to examine what exactly that is and 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 also i think one of the issues that people run up against is they don't think it's possible for them hmm. because their world is internalized by the story that they're carrying with yeah. them um hmm. uh, so there, there is a measure of education that comes into it and, and realizing the amount of human potential that is within each individual and within the person that's listening to this right now that, that the, the pot, they have no idea the amount of potential that they actually have uh, in their life. <clears throat> and it's only stopped by uh, limitless thinking or the programming that tells them that they can't or they shouldn't or fear. Mm-hmm. Those are the really the things that that prevent people. But it's about opening your mind and starting to think to yourself, you know, <clears throat> if if two of the main um, blocks for individuals, which is I don't have the time or the money to do it, and what are other people going to think of me if I do something different? If I were to remove those from your from your thought process, and just say you could pick whatever it is that you want. Don't worry about the money or what other people are going to think. What would you choose for yourself? No judgment. What would you choose for yourself? That's going to start leading you down a path of self-discovery. Um, and then it's a process from there. <clears throat> a person's potential and what they achieve in life is not a destination. And I don't mean it to sound cliche, but it really is about the journey and then the unfolding of that person's potential and their purpose as they go down that journey. Only through that effort do we learn more about who we really are at our core? Hmm. Yeah, so
1: really um, taking the initiative to take the action and and have those experiences um, to help. uh, and It might take time, but change our mindset and the way we think.
2: Yeah. Well, I mean, yes, it's going to take time and that's time is all we really have. I mean, so we're going to spend it doing one thing or another. Hmm. I remember my mentor said – he said this to me when I was coaching with him. But when I first started going to his seminars, um, he said, why would anybody spend a lifetime doing a job that they don't like with people that they don't like? And that was like somebody lit a light in a dark room for me because my whole life and everybody that I knew that I grew up with, including people in my own family – They seemed to live that paradigm. They were doing jobs that all they did was complain about. And all they did was complain about the people that were around them. And I could never understand why people were so miserable. And, I mean, I came to find out not everybody was. Hmm. But the people that I were around, they, they really talked about how miserable life was. Um, and I thought there has to be more to this, whether you're coming at it from a religious or a spiritual perspective or just a practical application of making choices in life. There has to be a way to be happy, to be around people that you're happy with or that you love and to be able to do uh, things that you love in, in this life. Hmm. So, I, you know, that was a real revelation to me. And I think that it is for a lot of people. That they think that they have to do things in life that they hate just in order to survive, but that's not really the way that it is. And I don't think it was meant to be that way either. I think when we're purpose-driven in life, our purpose gives us a deep sense of fulfillment and satisfaction as we actually live it and grow with it.
1: Yeah, yeah, I agree. So going back to, to the piece on attitudes, um, you said in one, th- one point there is, you know, acting like you loved it. I mean, it's sort of like faking it until you, you make it, I guess. Um, talk to us about that. How, how do we, how do we get in the mindset where we actually can just find the joy in what we do and, and act like we love what we do, even though perhaps deep down, it's not really where we want to be, but it's just a gateway to the next step.
2: So when I do, I can only tell you what I did with this. I mean, I, with the thousands of people that I've worked with and had the ability to um, speak to over the years, everybody seems to find their own way into this place. But but here's what I did. At first, it was really difficult for me because I, I asked myself the question like, okay, well, what do you like about this job? And I couldn't find anything that I liked about it. So I was like hitting a brick wall there. And I thought, well, what if I While I was working, what if I was kind of imagining or pretending that I was doing something else, something that I actually loved? And at that time in my life, something that I was very emotionally connected to was was boating, fishing, being in the outdoors. Those were times of, of peace and solitude for me when I was a child. So I kind of imagined that I was driving my own boat when I was on the forklift. And that led to allow me to at least start to experience connecting pleasure in my mind to my work. Before before long, I actually found out that there were things about the job that I enjoyed and that I could enjoy, and I began to focus on those. But like I said, in a very short period of time, this whole thing changed for me. So I actually went from one job to another one. Um, I was offered a position with another company, and the, one of the astounding things about that, Lee, was that it had been around me. That opportunity had been around me for two years, but because my attitude was controlling my perception, yeah, yeah. I didn't see it as an opportunity.
1: Yeah,
2: I didn't. I saw it as something I didn't. I had. Not, I didn't want anything to do with.
1: Well, you're so and, focused on the negatives, aren't you? In that sort of with that attitude, that you sort of everything else is a haze, except for that, that powerful negative energy that you're carrying around with you.
2: Yeah, for sure. For sure. But when my attitude started to change, all of a sudden this opportunity started to take on a different appearance to me. And I I thought that was fascinating also until I read Think and Grow Rich. And like in the introduction, he has something called the Sly Disguises of Opportunity. And I remember when I read that paragraph one day, I was like, well, there's an answer right there. Because It it appeared to me as something I didn't want. And he said that's why most people miss opportunity, because it shows up as something that they don't want to be, do, or have in their Mm -hmm. life. Um, And there it was. I mean, it it, it had been around me the whole time. So part of the, the coaching that I do with other people is based on an underlying universal principle or law, which is the law of polarity that says that any, any, everything in the universe has an opposite and it's equal and opposite, and that includes needs, wants, and desires. If you have a desire to be, do, or have something that's currently not representing itself in physical form in your life, the desire is connected to it energetically, so it must be here. Just because you can't see it doesn't mean that it's not here. Hmm. And... Uh, there's a, there's a great author by the name of Price Pritchett who wrote a book called You Squared, The Art of Making Quantum Leaps in Your Life. He said the absence of evidence is not evidence of its absence. And when I realized that it had been there, I also realized that anything a person wanted to achieve, all the resources, the ways and the hows to do it must be in their life at the same time. But it, it, it really required a shift in mindset to be able to see it. And then be able to make a decision to take advantage of it. So I incorporated that into my coaching when I first started. And I was watching people make unbelievable transformations in their life and business. People that had struggled for years at financial set points in their life. They were going over a million in in a matter of uh, several months or a year. Um, it was just like huge breakthroughs just by changing the way that they were thinking about something allowed them to see from a resourceful perspective what had been in their life all along, but they just couldn't recognize it.
1: Yeah, that's amazing. I like it. Um, so where am I now? The absence of evidence is not evidence of its absence. I really like that. I think it's a great um, quote. Who was that by?
2: Um, Price Pritchett.
1: Price Pritchett. Yeah, I really like that one. So where do we begin with changing our mindset? I mean, you talked about education there. I think that's a really powerful um, starting point. You know, for me personally, I started listening to podcasts, people that talked about mindset and they were very um, skilled like yourself, you know, in this subject. And I started to listen to them through a podcast um, every day and I started to try and uh, to take some actions that were very positive, like getting up earlier and and doing a bit of exercise in the morning, going for a run or something like that. But um, tell us um, for the audience listening some practical takeaways that we can now share and um, hopefully leave them with to get them started with changing their mindset.
2: Well, one of the first things, one of the most significant. So, if you're going to change, if you're going to change your mindset, you come to the realization that the way that you've been thinking and the mental, emotional, or psychological muscles that you're using are not getting you what you want. One of the first things that has to be changed is your commitment muscle. So it's it's great to sit down and say, what do you want? Make, you know Making lists of things that we want or desire to have in our life. But if we don't change um, our level of commitment to what it takes to bring it in, then we end up like the millions of other people that set new year's resolutions where uh you know 10 to 12 days later uh, they don't even remember what it was hmm. um if we if we say we're going to do something and then we don't do it we weaken that commitment muscle and and you know, by the time a person's an adult, usually they've done that so many times, it it, it really has no strength. It's kind of like if you were to tie your arm to the side of your body and not use it for a month, everything would begin to atrophy and it wouldn't be as strong as the other arm. So we have to we have to. I believe that a person starts wherever they are individually. Yep. You look at when I'm gonna when I'm gonna uh, set a goal for myself to to a, to be do or have something. What will, uh, what can I set that I know that I'm going to stick to? Because that, in the beginning, that's the most important thing, that we actually stick to it, follow through, and we give that win to ourselves. We start to build that muscle before we start increasing it to something that there's no way we're going to ever follow through on. Once we start to do that, it starts to become stronger, and then we can start adding to what it is that we increasing. want. We'll find uh-huh. out that we start getting it better,
1: yeah. faster just a thought on that quick question. Um, and there's, I, I probably know the answer, but I'll just ask you, there's a lot of people out there that say, you know, dream big, go for the hills, um, you know, set the goals high um, because you never know what you might be able to achieve. And then there's advice. And I you know, I know the, the answer, I guess, but the advice is also, you know, start somewhere that, you know, you're going to be able to achieve, start somewhere that's going to be realistic so that you can actually work towards that and achieve that to help you get to the next step. Where's the balance between dreaming big and setting your goals high to starting off with something that's realistic from where you're at right now? I th-
2: so so I think that it's actually irresponsible and it does a lot of damage to tell somebody to dream big and 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 shoot for the sky when they don't have the emotional. Uh, muscle or intelligence to carry that out mm-hmm. because mm-hmm. they'll do that and then they fail and it reinforces the idea that they can't do it. So when I work with somebody, I do a, a very thorough of an analysis of where they are. It's, it's not that I don't think a person should should shoot for the moon. I think that, that we all should. But if we don't build the, the foundation that's going to support that um, then we're doomed for failure. So it's about looking at where a person is and evaluating what do they have the ability to commit to. Hmm. Once we build that foundation, then I say, okay, now let's dream. Now let's dream big because you have the follow through muscle built.
1: Yeah, yeah, that's, that's
2: that's that's going to allow you to get there. If you don't build that, then it's going to come crumbling down the first time you get tired, you get sick. There's a there is a, um, some kind of uh, uh, a, a catastrophe in your life, something goes wrong. It, you, that'll be your your jump off point. So, what I do with individuals is we look at where do, where have they stopped in the past? Where's their crisis point um, that causes them to say, "I can't do any more. I need to stop," or "I can't do any. I can't follow through on what I said I was going to do." We we evaluate that strategy of failure. We then put stop gaps in where we recognize here's is the way that you do this this is what shows up in your life when you have failed in the past so when you reach that point of failure what are we going to do different how are we going to overcome that that allows them to then build that muscle so that they have success from that standpoint then we after they do that then we expand the goal to something bigger
1: yeah No, I like that explanation. I think it's, it's really important to have big dreams in life, but also keeping in mind the the reality of those dreams to where you're at right now. So it might be, you know, a 10 year vision, the big dream. Um, but then setting yourself goals that are aligned with the next 12 months that are, are realistic, um, that in stepping stones will take you towards that bigger dream.
2: Yeah, exactly.
1: Okay, great. So, um, well explained. And any other practical tips or bits of advice that you'd give the audience before we wrap this up on how to really focus on mindset and, um, yeah, get started?
2: I think there's a couple of things. I think that we need to write our goal down specifically. I think we need to use uh, visualization um, you know, there's a lot of people out there right now. They're they're ultra athletes, and they're doing a lot of podcasts and stuff. And, and they talk about the importance of visualizing, you know, the ultra marathon or the run or or whatever extreme thing that they're doing, seeing themselves break through those those barriers that would stop most people, so that when Uh, They meet it in their mind before they meet it, you know, on on the run or the mountain or in the snow or the heat or whatever it is. And the other thing is I think that most people need some form of accountability in life. They need people. They need to surround themselves with people that can embrace their vision. They're not going to be negative, but they're going to hold them accountable. Uh, to what they said that they were going to do and to be impeccable with your word no matter what it is that you that you do if you say you're going to do it follow through mm. uh because that is always going to build that internal muscle for to to carry forward with everything that we're going to do in life Th- those are the, those are the biggest things and foundations that we can start with that will uh, guarantee the success that we want
1: yeah, I love it. I love that last one too, impeccable with your word and, and really following through with what you say you're, getting, you're going to do based on you know your desire to do it. Um, and certainly I think that takes a lot of time. In my experience, I just had a, a moment yesterday where it was like in the afternoon I was going to this event that I've um, wanted to go to and I almost got to the point where it was a little bit earlier. I was going to be too early if I, if I left straight away and I almost gave myself the excuse to oh, I'll just leave it tonight and go next time. Um, and that ability to just say, no, this is what I want to do. I'm going to follow through with it is absolutely powerful. And then I can see that how that's strengthened over the last several years of just, you know, Tony Robbins says, don't negotiate with your mind. Uh, and I really love that. I think it's a really strong one to get started to make your goals, write them down. Um, the visualization process to uh, just a quick question on that. The visualizations. If we've got something that's we haven't really experienced before, um, like you know, I want to be an author of a book, or I want to run a marathon, or um, I want to earn a million dollars, whatever it might be. There's, there's got to be a level of challenge to visualize something that you haven't achieved. What is your advice there, and how to sort of you know create that visualization so it's powerful and, and actually going to help you?
2: Well, I put people through a visualization exercise where uh, we take whatever specific goal that they want, and I ask them. What can you actually see yourself receiving, or what can you see yourself doing? And we start where we actually start with them is what we is where they can see themselves doing it. So let's say a person comes to me and says, I want to make a million, uh, but they're only making 20,000 a year. I'll say, Can you actually see yourself receiving a million? And they'll be like, "Uh, No, I can't. I'll say, What can you see yourself receiving? 100,000. Okay, let's start there. That's going to be the first step towards your million. Let's work towards the 100,000 because you can actually see that. So it's Good. whatever ever the person, where they can naturally see themselves is in line with their belief system. I just ask them to stretch it to the very edge of that. And then once they do that, they're going to build their confidence muscle. They're going to be to build their visualization muscle and they're going to build their follow through muscle. And then we take it to the next level beyond that place.
1: That's a really, yeah, really good point, and I'm glad I, I asked, uh, David. Uh, a pleasure. I know there's a lot more we could delve into, and you've got a lot more experience there. How can people best uh, tap into your resources and your knowledge, and um, perhaps um, even find out a bit more about you, and even you know the opportunity to work with you or see you speak?
2: One of the best things that they could do is go to my website. It's davidnagel.com. And there's a free download there called you were born to be a success that covers all of this and where a person uh, should should start. That's a that's a great place for them to start. That's awesome.
1: I'll uh, stick it in the show notes like always, guys, to so check it out at the This is episode 720 with David Neagle. So um, just type that in and you'll find it there. Uh, David, any last uh, final words before we, we part?
2: Whatever you do, follow through.
1: Whatever you do, follow through. Love it, mate. Thank you for all the uh, inspiration and the, the value you've added to my life and the audience as well. I um, appreciate you and, and all the success that you, you bring to us. And I uh, hope we can stay connected and perhaps um, have a round two at some stage in the future.
2: Absolutely. Thank you very much, Lee, for having me on. My, my pleasure, my honor. Guys, check it all out at thehiddenwhy.com. Until next time, peace,
1: passion, and purpose. See you soon.
0: Thank you for tuning in and listening to today's conversation. I really hope you've enjoyed it. I hope you've been able to take something away, something to help you create a more meaningful life, a life with greater freedom, fulfillment, and happiness. Guys, if you love the content that I produce here at The Hidden Why, there are a few ways you can support me. Firstly, connect with me. You can do so in a number of different ways. You can connect with me online at thehiddenwhy.com or via social media, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, etc. I would love to hear from you guys. I would love to connect with you. If you've got any thoughts, comments, feedback, suggestions, or anything at all that you'd like to ask me, you can reach me at thehiddenwhyguy at gmail.com. While you're there, guys, make sure you subscribe to thehiddenwhy.com. Make sure you subscribe to the podcast so you can be kept up to date with all the new episodes and happenings here at The Hidden Why. If you love what you heard in this episode, guys, or any of the others, please share the love. Share it with your family, friends, and anyone you think that might get some value. If you haven't already done so, you can also leave me a review on iTunes. Simply head over to iTunes, type in the Hidden Why, click the Ratings and Reviews button and leave me a short message plus a 1 to 5 star rating. It helps me reach more people. Once again, guys, I appreciate the time you've taken out of your day to support my show. Until next time, you know what to do. Breathe more passion into every single moment. Do everything with greater purpose and in doing so, you will discover your Hidden Why. This is the Hidden White Podcast. My name is Liam Arnitsey. Until next time, peace, passion, and purpose. See you soon.